Hello and welcome to Rehearse the Truth, a podcast where we equip and empower believers in the arts to prophetically and creatively broadcast God's light into the darkness and reclaim the arts for the kingdom. Hey guys, I'm Cassie. I'm Amy. And I am Craig. And today we are talking about being seen, known, and loved. Basically, we're going to be talking about identity today. And if you've been following along in the past episodes, you um, have probably heard us say at the end of the episodes about um, God sees you, God knows you, God loves you. And we're just going to really be breaking that down today. So um, I think for me, when I think about being seen, known, and loved in terms of being a performer, mm-hmm. um, I kind of get taken back to, you know, um, as a performer, we kind of seek and feel validated mm-hmm. through the attention, the affirmation, and those things that we get from the audience and the directors and the, the casting process it, and all of those things. Yeah. But if I sit back and I really think about it, um, those moments are kind of momentary and fleeting, mm-hmm. you know, cause, um, I mean, I've been in shows where it's like, man, Craig, you're so good, man. We're so glad that you're here, blah, 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 blah. And like, I've been in, you know, certain roles, you know, I get in certain like cast in certain places. And then it's like the very next, I almost said episode, but the very next <laughs> show, um, it's like, hi, who are you? Or yeah. you get overlooked for the the next greatest, hottest, youngest, whatever thing that yeah. comes in, you know? And, um, and, and so it just becomes like this, this conflict in this, like, it, it kind of hits you at, at, at your core. If, if that's what I'm like seeking validation from. Yeah, absolutely. I think that too, it's like this, there's like the, what you were kind of sharing is there's an inconsistency, but then there's also this push and pull like mm-hmm. constantly, like, I feel like you're trying to either achieve something or compete for something. And then it's like the minute you get it, okay, great. I can die down. Or the minute I don't get it, then all of a sudden it just is like, it really is. It plays a trick on your mind and on your heart. And, and I just want to, today we want to just come against that. Um, we just want to speak to you guys. Um, we don't want to devalue again, the gifting because we do believe in the gifting. We do believe in the calling of a performer, but today, can we just talk to you as a child of the King? Can Mm, we just talk to you as a son or a daughter of the most high? And I don't say that casually, but I say that with the utmost authority from the side of would you come as a child I would like you to I don't know what stage of life you are you could be in your 40s you could be a 16 you could be a college student Um, whatever it is whatever phase you are in life would you just come today as a kid I want you to think of maybe just a a memory that is beautiful um, as a kid and something that you held on where you fully were secure in who you were. Like you felt seen, you felt known and you felt love. Like that is one memory that you look back on you. Like it brings a, a, a smile to your face. It mm-hmm. brings a breath of life into your lungs. And it really makes you like look up and look out. And I would like you to look up and look out and see the father. And we just want to talk to you. And we want to strip back all of the layers, all of the things of what the world may say, because as we learned last week, we're not going to conform to the world, mm-hmm. but we're going to sit just as a kid right now before the feet of the of, of your savior and I would take I would just encourage you one of the biggest things I think um, that I've just learned I'm a go 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 kind of person we just talked about it how it's inconsistent right yeah. it's it's this thing that we're pushing we're striving we're pulling and would you just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out Let's do that again, because I think that maybe that was the first breath somebody's done in quite some time. I know that I need another one today. Let's do it again. Ready? And a deep breath in. 
And a deep breath out. I just want to say Amy does this a lot. And the other day I was at TJ Maxx and I saw a sign that said inhale, exhale. And I said, I don't care how much that costs. I'm getting it and I'm giving it to Amy because she's so good at making you take deep breaths. It's so needed. Well, Lord God, that's been a lot of times of somebody else telling me to, oh, girl, take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Um, So come, come as you are. You are, you are welcomed here because you are seen, you are known. And you are loved. So, Cassie, I just want to kind of take it to you. And I know that when we were kind of prepping for this one, you were sharing how um, just what seeing, known, and loved meant to you and what does it mean to you. Yeah. So, um, the idea of actually being seen, known, and loved. Like, I, I, growing up, I think that I thought I didn't deal with insecurity because I was always working so hard to impress everyone that there was no room, there was no space, there was no time for me to actually sit and realize that I was insecure, that I wasn't, it's not like I was sitting there, like, I feel like everyone has a different journey with this. And for some, it's more of a sitting and feeling, I am not seen, I am not known, I am not loved. Whereas mine was like a run full force ahead. So you are always seen. So you are always known. So you are always loved. And so for me, it's been a little... It's been a little different um, confronting that, but the biggest thing for me actually abiding in the truth that the Lord is 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 seeing and knowing and loving me at all times and abiding in that truth has for me set me free, mm. set me so free from that striving that I was just talking about yeah. where it was like I didn't have to impress him. I didn't have to earn his, his approval or get his attention. Um, and, and it it just settled me so much. And I've seen the fruit of that in my life. Um, literally my husband and I were talking about this the other day where we were talking about like, just how have you, how have you seen me grow and how have you grown in this past year? Mm -hmm. And something he said was like, I feel like you are, you're striving so much less. And I was like, yes. literally glory to God. Because, I receive yes, all of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because it, it, and it comes from this, it comes yeah. from being, be, believing in any given moment before I walk into whatever I'm about to do, um, where I could feel like I needed to prove myself, whether that is as a performer or not. Before I walk into this, I, I sit and I rest in the truth that I am all, I, God has already approved of me. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Um, it just really makes me think of just like verses to, to claim over. Cause I was thinking about that. Like while you were saying it, it's like, okay, yeah, truth. But what is that truth? Um, because you may be on the other side of this and you may go like, yeah, that's nice. But like, what is this freedom that you're talking about? What is this thing that a truth that sets you free? Well, here we are. We're going to dive right into the truth and yeah. let you know, uh, various scriptures that he claims over you. Again, you're, you're sitting as a kid in front of your maker's mm-hmm. feet. Okay. So visualize him saying this to you. This is not us, but this is him. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, 27. You are my masterpiece, for we are God's man- masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Ephesians two ten. He planned something long ago. 
And the fact that he says he planned something long ago, but then in that very same verse, he says, you are my masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Just let that sit over your life right now. You may see yourself as broken. You may see your life as different pieces arrayed and scattered out, but he looks at you right now in this very moment and he sees you as his masterpiece, fully whole and healed. I know you because I formed you before I formed you in the womb. I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you. Jeremiah 1, 6. The very man, the very God fashioned you. He formed you in the womb. He crafted you. He planned out a life for you. He knew in the womb that you would be where you are today, that you would be in the field that you're at with the gift that you have that that's in his hands. And he intentionally did that. He formed you. Leading into, I have called you by name. You are mine. Isaiah 43, 1. It's not a matter of he doesn't know your name. He knows your name. He knows the very the, the very um, numbers of hairs on your head. Sit with that today. Sit with the fact that he knows you by name and he calls you his own. You are mine. You are mine. To be seen by God is to be known and loved. Um, I heard that in a message that I was recently um, listening to by Stephen Verdict, and he was talking about this concept, how God sees, God sees the invisible things. Um, and for me, I felt like I've, I've lived a life of very much so being in the background sometimes, very much so not being noticed and almost to the point where you can easily start to speak to yourself where it's like, I'm not seen, I'm not known and I'm not loved. But he started pointing out the very things of like, maybe they're not claimed and maybe they're not celebrated, but God celebrates the invisible mm. things. He yeah. celebrates the things about you, the beautiful things about you because they're important to, so to just sit with that, to be seen by God is to be known and loved by God today. Um, when you were, you were sharing a couple of weeks ago with me when I think the beauty of just, um, being in relationship there allows for a level of growth, right? There allows for a level of progression, which we've talked about over the season. Even as we're sitting here, we're, we're here today because we're anticipating for there to be a growth. Are we not? We're anticipating for him to make our life look a little brighter for our lives to look a little bit better in a sense, because we're, we're wanting to be in communion with him. We're wanting to be in fellowship with him. And so I think that's the most beautiful thing just about relationship and even what we've gone through as, Absolutely. as just friends. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting in the place of like, these two have pushed me in the best way possible, but it took a lot of me to be present, to even, to just feel safe enough to yeah. be me, to be like, and to have someone call out the things in me to just remind me in a moment of insecurity, in a moment of where I can easily run out of the room. They hold me in, in the best way possible and they hold me tight and they said, no, you're seen and you are known and you're loved in this very moment. Would you just stay and would you, would you just receive that? Um, anybody have anything to piggyback off of that? Just, yeah, it just makes me think like you're talking about in relationship. Um, and like you said, uh, just, just the idea that you have to open yourself to it because you can't receive if you're closed off. Yeah. Um, and, and like good fellowship is that it's, it opens you, it, it makes you more transparent, um, and for me, like even, even going back to what I was talking about earlier, like sh that striving that I struggled so much with and, and can still sometimes struggle with if I'm not abiding, um, right. in, in the, the grace of God, 
Um, but, but something that, that so helped me break down those walls was my relationship with my husband when we were dating for me to actually like understand that this person loves me for who I am before I do anything. It's a radical concept to me, especially as such a, like, it's just such a, but an achiever. I'm such a like next best thing type Mm. of person. Always trying to be on three. Yes. Enneagram threes. We love them. Um, but, but that, that, that radical love to come in and say, before you step onto the stage, before you go in to take the test, before you, uh, whatever, I already love you. Like I already love you. I already see you. I already care deeply about you. You can't, you can't, make me love you more. And, and I had to, I, and I feel like this is such an important part of fellowship, um, is I had to like experience that, that love, which is Jesus's love. Like that's not a human kind of love, but humans that have the spirit indwelling and that, that have received that love from Jesus then can pour it out on other people. And that was my, my experience with my husband at the beginning of our dating relationship is I was like, no way you love me like right now or no way you like love me this much or this deeply when I feel like so unworthy of it. And from that experience, then I realized like, oh, that is Jesus in him. And to, to, to understand that, that like it, it just, it just, like you said, it grows and it progresses and you, you open yourself to that and actually receive, receive that kind of love. Yeah. And that's so, I mean, that's so encouraging to know that y'all have walked that through some, some people might have never experienced that. Some people have just might have uh, only experienced rejection. Um, can I just speak to that very person today and just say that God does not reject you. Um, he does not abandon you, but he is sitting and he's waiting. He's sitting right now. Um, he's sitting and he's waiting right there for you, his child to come and sit with him. And I think that that's the, the biggest thing that I've faced a lot of, I've, I'll, I'll speak it. I've faced a lot of rejection in relationships. I've faced a lot of abandonment. Um, when things start to get heavy, when things start to really get to that point of trust and that connection where you're going to another level in friendship with somebody, it's as though it's like the defining turning point, sadly, where it's like we haven't experienced it. So then why would someone else extend the hand for, and I feel like I've had that happen way too many times to the point where then I've projected those very instances to be in the same relationship of the connection of the father, the connection of the savior and the connection of Holy spirit. And, and, and I just want to tell you it's different. <laughs> it's way different than a human connection, but it is a, a level of trust and, and it's, you have the opportunity to see it different. You have the opportunity to perceive it different. But in this moment, are you looking at the father? Are you looking at Jesus? And are you looking at the spirit from a sense of, are you hurt? Are you hurt from past relationships or are you going to allow him to just show himself for who he truly is? Because I'm telling you, people are broken, right? They're sinful. And we all are, we've all made mistakes and we're not perfect, but this man, he's different. And, and, and I reminded of the song that I, I love lately. And if you're not aware of it, then shout out to Maverick city. Anytime you guys want to have a little chit chat, we're here. Um, (laughs) but they have this one song that's called, um, 
you keep getting better. And it's not a matter of God wasn't good in the beginning, right? Like we talked about it last week where, where he is good. He, he spoke good into existence and he is good. And, but it's our perspective that shifts over time. So then we can rejoice in the fact that you are getting better, Lord. This relationship is growing and it's fostering into something that is absolutely beautiful and something that I want to be a part of just as much as you want to be a part of with me, which is humbling to say the least, that somebody wants to come and be a friend to me. I think of that verse of he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, let that like receive that today. Like he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's sitting beside you in this very moment and he's holding your hand and he just wants to be right there. Um, first Corinthians um, eight, three, but whoever loves God is known by God. I think that that's the key verse here. How much do you love God? Because whoever loves God is known by God. There is a level of, um, we have to pursue him just as much as he's in pursuit of us. But I think so often we just want the easy. (laughs) We want the, we'll give it to me versus are you willing to sit with him? Are you willing to pursue him? Are you willing to go and rehearse that truth over your life to devour the word of God? Or are you just looking it over? Because again, he values you. Do you value him? Because you are, you're seen and you are known and you're loved by him. The father has stayed consistent. He is steady and truly the great I am. And he will be with you always. He has made this life to be a journey. It's a growth. So live, free yourself of the, uh, of the, the striving and allow yourself to be a part of the process, to be a part of the journey and the progression of growth over time and be an expectation that this relationship, this connection, this trust can be in, it keeps on getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny as we're talking about all this, like the things that are coming to mind for me are like moments in my past where to be seen, to be known, and to be loved all came with like conditions. Mm. Wow. Or to be seen and to be known was to be made fun of and to be rejected mm. and to be like teased and all of those things, you know? And so whenever I started like coming to this place of God sees me, he knows me, he loves me, it was just kind of this weird foreign, like kind of like this rub where I was like, okay, well, I- I've been seen and I've been known before, mm-hmm. but it always hasn't it hasn't always felt good, yeah. you know, and to be loved, I, I've come from a place where, um, in a lot of ways, kind of like talking about what Cassie was saying about striving. Like there's this time where, you know, in my family and I love my family, but there was, you know, there was some brokenness there, you know, and we just, they didn't know better. And there's just these things. And so like love always felt like there was like a, a but with it. Yep. There was like a love as long as, or mm-hmm. a love if you, you know, so there was always this condition to it. And so, Um, that's played out in a lot of my relationship with God. And so my identity, this idea of my identity being wrapped in up in the fact of like, God is love. And so he sees me, he knows me, he loves me. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's heavy, you know, for me to have to like work through all of that. And so, and I just, I know that over the years, God has really done a work in me and he's like Mm -hmm. set me free, um, in a lot of those ways. And he's brought healing in those things. But I think there was a moment where, Um, I kind of had this realization where, um, you know, at one point in my life, I I just was caught up in some stuff and and I would like sin or I would fall short and I would just be like, oh God, I've just disappointed you. I lived in this place of guilt and disappointment for so much of my life, you know? 
And, and so then <laughs> putting that into my, my, my heart and my like passion to like perform, it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. Craig, why would you put yourself through that torture? <laughs> I literally had that mindset before yeah. of like, why would you put yourself in this place? But it was such a passion. But, um, I had this moment, this realization where, and you kind of touched on Amy that you said, um, he knows every hair on your head. Yeah. And I like was taken back to the first time that I heard that. And I was, I was younger, but, um, you know, it says he knows every hair in your head. And I remember one night I like tried to count the hairs on my head. Have you ever you tried to do that? Not. It's hard. Well, um, <laughs> did I count this one? Oh no, there were two oh there. Oh um, it's gosh. hard. You know, I was younger. It's not like I was. He was younger. It was two years ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was last night. <laughs> um, no, but like I've tried to do that. And so in a way it's almost like this idea of like, wow, I can't even count the hairs on my head, but right. God knows the hairs on my head. Yep. He knows me better than I know myself. Yeah, crazy. And that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but like in that, I'm like, okay, he knows me better than I know myself. But then two, um, the moments in my life where I've, I've sinned or I've messed up or I've, I haven't followed what he said to do, um, I feel so rejected and I get so guilty and I just feel like, God, I've just let you down. But I like sit with the fact of like, okay, he knows all the hairs on my head. He knows me better than I know myself. He sees me. He knows me. He loves me. If I weigh that against the character of God, he saw this coming. He knew this was going to happen. And he knew that these things in my life were the things that I was going to be walking through and dealing with. Yet he still saw me and he still knew me and he still loved me even before I was even born. He knew all of these things. And so if I took the time to sit in all of that, I'm like, wow, God, like, I am not worthy, but like you are. And that's what sets me free. And that's what allows me to know that like, okay, God, like it kind of puts you in a place of once you know how much he truly sees you and truly knows you and truly loves you, then you don't have to live out of this place of striving. You don't have to live out of this place of like, oh, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I just want to be good. Um, If you do mess up, we're human. But if you do mess up, it's not like he's going, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. Exactly. Or like, a parent who's like, yes, he's disappointed, but it's like something that he already saw it was coming and he still loved you enough to love you and send Jesus to like cover it all. You know, it's crazy. It's It's just, just it's just so mind blowing. It's like that inception movie where it's just like you sit in it and it's just (laughs) like, you're overwhelmed with like, the magnitude of it all. Yes, because it's so counter-cultural. Yes. Yeah. We do, like I said earlier, it's not a human kind of love. Right. Like that right there, exactly what you're talking about is is rehearse the truth. It's yeah. saying the lie that I feel is I've messed up and God will always be disappointed in me because of this and it means he doesn't love me. And yeah. rehearsing the truth over that is saying, no, I choose to believe <laughs> all of the scripture that Amy was saying earlier of he, he chooses me right now anyway. Yeah. He saw this coming and I will rehearse that truth over the lie that I'm feeling right now. And to know that like the way that God looks at us and sees us is his children, but he sees us through the lens of Jesus. And I think that that has helped me so much to know that Thank like, you, again, Jesus. he's not surprised by anything because he's outside of time. And yeah. if he, if the verse that we said in a, a previous episode about like he knew you and he formed you um, in the womb, he knew you before you were even born or thought of, like he thought of you. Like, could you imagine like, um, so I have two kids and I mean, I had always dreamed about, you know, what's it going to be like to have kids one day, you know, and there's this excitement, but then, um, I never knew who they were or what they were until they were born and they were here physically Mm. on this side of earth. Um, but if I take that in the concept of God, like he was dreaming about me personally, he knew my name, he knew what I would look like. And I'm, I was as a father and a mother, right. As a father and mother, I'm having to guess 
I wonder what my kids are going to be like one day. That's, but I'm, I'm more so dreaming about and fantasizing about like just the concept of children versus personally Warren and personally Echo. You know, there's like this place of like he knew from the beginning of time yeah. from, again, if you were listening to previous episodes, Genesis 1, <laughs> he knew when he was creating everything, he was like, okay, one day Craig is going to be here and he's yeah. going to be doing this, Insane. but he's not here yet, but he is. And so he like was daydreaming and like, and like knowing those moments with us, even then on a, such a personal level. And like, it's almost like overwhelming to think about yes. because our brains are just like, cannot compute. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I think that too, it's, it's reminded me of, um, shoot. Oh, Jesus help. Um, mm-mm. I might Bring lose it. Back. it. It's right there. Holy it's spirit. Right there, man. Um, <laughs> You know what? We're just going to go right into Psalms 139, but it's going to come back if he wants to say it. Um, So, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul, and you understand my my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. Guys, this is scripture. Hello. Just let it sit. The fact that this was written a long, long time ago, and it's literally talking about what we're trying to point out. Okay. We didn't write it. Um, you know, every step I ta- will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past with your hand of love upon my life. You impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with the wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're the waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. And it is impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into to the night. There is no such thing as darkness with you. Let me read that again. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is a bright as, as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my inmost being shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about how thoroughly you know me. Lord, how you even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you were created, created me to be before I became me, before I've ever seen the light of day. The numbers of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. He cherishes us in all his every thought. Jeez. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. When I, 
Awake each morning, you're still with me. Oh God, come and, and and these bloodthirsty, murderous men, for I cry out, depart from me, you wicked ones. See how they blaspheme me, you sacred name, and lift up themselves against you, but all in vain. Lord, can't you see how I despise those who despise you? For I grieve when I see them rise up against you. I have nothing but complete hatred and disgust for them. Your en- enemies shall be my enemies. God, I invite you, searching gaze into my heart. The key right there, God, I invite you, your searching gaze into my heart, examine me through and through, find out everything that may be hidden within me. And isn't that our prayer today, that he would find the very spaces of insecurity, those little moments of lies or or things that were claimed over us. Would he unveil those to us and put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares and see if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Psalms 139. I just, and it's coming back. The fact that I heard it and it just kind of made me go, whoa, the fact that this is all that he says, but the fact that he, whenever you were born, it was intentional. It was intentional for that season, for that time. There is a reason and a purpose that you are here right now in this year, right now in this day for a reason and a purpose. Would you see him the way that he sees you? Would you know him the way that he sees you? He knows you. Would you love him? Would you love him the way that he loves you with an everlasting love? Unconditional would you let that wash over to you today? Would you let the blood of the love of who the savior is wash over to you because he is love. Let him breathe over you and speak over you in this very moment. As you were reading that, like, um, uh, I couldn't remember where it was. And so I had to like, look it up, but, um, it's from Psalm eight and it talks about, it's all about God's splendor. And it so ties into what all this means because I think, um, as I read this, like I can relate to this. So um, I'll read it and then I'll say, so Psalm eight, um, and it says God's splendor. Lord, your name is so great and powerful. People everywhere see your splendor. Your glorious majesty streams from the heavens, filling the earth with the fame of your name. You have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up with a chorus of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars mounted like jewels in their settings, I know you are the fascinating artist who fashioned it all. Mm. But when I look up and see such wonder and workmanship above, I have to ask you this question. Compared to all this cosmic glory, why would you bother with puny mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's sons? Like that saying right there, like when I look up and I see, and I think about that, you've known me from Genesis one, when I look up and see all the like magnitude and massiveness of everything around me that you've created, who, who am I that you are mindful of me? Who are you that you know me so intimately? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's breathtaking and overwhelming. And it's, and it's so much, it's like almost incomprehensible because of the kind of quote love that we see in the world today. And it, it's just to, to think that, that he has set the stars in the heavens so perfectly and just where they're supposed to be set the earth on, on where it's at and like set everything in motion and how it's supposed to be so intricately and intimately. Yet he took time and said, but I'm going to take just as much time and intention and purpose to make Amy just as she's supposed to be yeah. and Cassie and Craig and everybody else so perfectly. I'm like, 
I'm like, what do I pay that much attention to in my life, in the work that I do, that I'm so mindful of those things? You know, it's like, it reminds me so much of just like the details that is so important to God, Mm -hmm. the details. And so that's why it takes me to this place of just going, okay, God, no matter what I'm going through, it's never too small for you. Because if I put myself in the, in, in the context of everything that you've created in the galaxy and the world around me, and you still fashion me with purpose and intention and love and care, nothing then that I deal with is too small for you because in the mag- in the context of everything, I am but a speck of dust, you know? Yeah, yeah that's so good. I, I, I feel like so many times, even unintentionally throughout the episode, we've we've looped it back to like the child, whether that's Craig talking about like some of where your, your struggle was seen known and love coming from your yeah. childhood or whether it's from Psalm 139 of like before you were even in the womb yeah. or even what you were just saying of the, the songs of babies and out of the mouth of children and all of that. Yeah. Like I believe so deeply that so much of our concept of self and concept of God start before we are conscious enough to have those thoughts ourselves because it is, it comes from the enemy and that he is, he is prowling like a lion before we can form our own thoughts. I totally believe that it's the spiritual warfare of the world. Um, and so, uh, even, even like, (laughs) no, it's the worst. Um, but we have written a series of children's books, yeah. so be on the lookout. Um, but but <laughs> plug, <laughs> yeah. But but from the standpoint of raising up these children to believe the truth of God from over the their life, yes, yeah. from the very beginning. And so, um, I definitely believe that that all of our wrestling with that unfathomable, incomprehensible love of God comes from like we've talked about in the episode, the conditional love of the world and mm-hmm. of humans and of parents with the best of intentions. It's, it's in our perception mm-hmm. of all of those things. So much, so, so many of our wounds come from our childhood, whether it is intentionally from the people we're around or whether it's our perception. And so I just, I just believe that in this moment, uh, it would be so powerful for each of us to go to our inner child mm-hmm. Um and, and think of this as, uh, like the story time, like sitting on a rug around mm-hmm. in the library and father God sitting there and, um, and, and him speaking this over us. Uh, this is a letter at the beginning of the children's books, um, but it's so powerful to, to an adult too. So just receive this identity from the Lord. Hey, little I'm father God. We're about to go on a journey together and I'm so happy that I get to go with you. As important as it was for me to create the world, remember this, creating you has been my greatest joy. You were uniquely made for every adventure. Not one piece is missing. All that's needed is you. I see you, I know you, and I love you. I see you because I created you. You are my masterpiece. I know you because I formed every part of you before you were even born. And I love you because it's who I am. I am love. You are marked on my heart and no one can snatch you out of my hand. I am your heavenly father. I will never leave you and I will never forget you. Come talk to me. Ask me anything. I love hearing your voice. When we talk, I'll remind you of all the amazing things I've created you to be. So sit with me. 
Let's read together and discover. That's so powerful. Thanks for reading that. Yeah. Um, so as we go to wrap up this um, episode, I just wanted to kind of say that, you know, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but um, God has called us out for a purpose and a reason, and it's to live out um, for his glory and to be a reflection of who he is. And so as we sit here today and talk about being seen by God and known by God and loved by God, um, there's a purpose behind that too. Because when we know that we're seen and known and loved, um, we can then pour that out to other people and then point them back to the Father in that. And so just remember that as he sees you, help others to see him. And as he knows you, live your life so that others will know him too. And he loves you, so love others as he first loved you. Amen. We want to be a, a people, a, a person, a child of God, that when people look at us, they see Jesus in us and get to know him as their friend and savior and love him and the people in the world just like he does for us. Yeah. And it's just, and it's and it's an adventure and it's a learning process and we're all in it. And um, so we want you to know that we're here for you. And as you, as you go into this time of sitting with this truth, um, reach out to us, DM us, um, reach out to us in Facebook or socials or wherever it is. And like, ask us the questions and we may not know the answer, but we want to sit with you with it and help you know, because to us, our heart is that, um, more than anything else, more than any, um, part that you're playing or, or calling of your heart, if you don't know who you are in Jesus, then none of that other stuff will matter. And none of that stuff will play out. And so, um, yeah. So as we close, I just, another reminder to just posture yourself and sit and quiet yourself, quiet your mind, um, hold your hands out. Just, just be in this moment. May the Lord bless you as you take your place as a warrior in the battle of reclaiming the arts for the kingdom. May you walk boldly as the masterpiece you were created to be, defined only by your father's voice. May God's divine creativity flow through you as a reflection of your maker. May pride, comparison, fear, pressure, insecurity, and all other footholds of evil in our industry be silenced by God's truth. May you encounter the heart of the Father, the love of the Savior, and the power of the Spirit in every day this week. You are seen, you are known, and you are loved. We love you guys so much, and we'll see you next time.